Welcome to a Halloween special from your At The Flicks team. For this show, Graham and I are joined by Declan. Hearing that name, you might be thinking of one of Dirty Harry's catchphrases. I know what you're thinking. Thanks, Clint. Now, like the man said, I bet you're thinking Deck must be here to talk about what delights we have coming on streaming for Halloween. Sorry, not this time. In fact, the net is cast far wider this time around as Deck is here to talk about some of his Halloween favourites and not just TV. Welcome back, Deck. How are you doing? I'm doing really well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Unfortunately, Neil can't join us because he's hiding under the bed for the time of year. And we only got Graham because we coaxed him out with a DVD of Star Trek. <laughs> I'll do anything for a Star Trek DVD. Yeah, <laughs> right. We heard that case is coming up soon. Um, <laughs> anyway, Dick, great to have you here. And we're going to be talking films, music and, of course, TV. So, let's set the scene to make it for that time of year. So, Deck, you've rented this marvellous old mansion in the middle of nowhere for the night. Let's go in. Of course, this rather rundown place is supposed to be haunted. Just don't tell Neil when he arrives. Ah! Too late. Ignore <laughs> Neil. I frequently do. Let's get back to why we're here. Deck, you divided this old building, marvellous as it is, into three sections. One for film, one for TV, and the soundproof part is not so you can't hear the screaming, it's for the music. Although, to be honest, if it's rap, it amounts to the same thing. Here are the keys. Let's go in. I am Dracula. I bid you welcome. Cheers, thanks, Drac. Help yourself to Neil if you want. Okay, we're in the first section. Where are we, Deck, and what treats do you have in store for us? Well, welcome to my creepy mansion. First of all, if you'd like to enter the uh, movie section, we'll talk about some of my favourite scary films. Now, just so happens that one of my all-time favourite scary films is set in a mansion, a haunted mansion, in the middle of nowhere. It's the classic 1963, The Haunting. Now, I love this film. It scares me every time. I think the director, Robert Wise, did a fantastic job on a limited budget. Like we are now, we're, we're welcoming it in, and he's, he's a paranormal investigator, and he's invited various people in to uh, spend a night in the haunted house. What I love about this, and you'll see this across my films, TV and music, is I do like to be properly scared, and not not your psychological scared but proper scared and what scares people more than houses creaking in the night or twigs snapping in a forest or scared for your life or whatever so so it's definitely a theme running through this whole show the haunting i don't know what to say about it really it's just absolutely brilliant i did make the mistake of watching it once on my own in the dark um uh, and, not a mistake i would make i can assure you <laughs> and you do you know i tend to live in old properties and they tend to make noises and so i was just absolutely terrified myself but that's that's the reason i watch films is to lose myself in them yes if you haven't seen and make sure it is the original 1963 not the remake if you haven't seen the haunting then you must watch it straight away 
Well, I hope you've got an audience coming in later, Dex. I ain't watching this on my own. Never, <laughs> ever. I remember the first time I saw this film, and you're right, it's really, really creepy, and you're just wondering what's going to happen. And then as you get towards the end and you start to think things might be okay, Robert Wise throws in a shock effect that first time I saw it, I flew off the chair. I did not <laughs> see that come in. I mean... Yeah, and it's black and white, and it's effective black and white as well. Brilliantly directed by Weiss. Have you seen it, Graham? Uh, no, and I'm just no. You're going to get crossing it in, off my then. list. Oh. <laughs> oh my God, no! Yeah, you're if not going to. Well, you're not going to enjoy this visit to this house, are you? No. <laughs> my two scare experts go. Oh, it's really scary. It now. is scary. <laughs> I mean, have, have you read the book, Dick? I haven't, no. I've the obviously seen the film well. and other things, but yeah, I haven't read the book. It's, oh, it's great, it, yeah. And there's so many interpretations to what you're watching. It, it's just, yeah, it's a grown-up, intelligent horror movie that will scare the shit out of you. <laughs> yep. Um, continuing on, on that theme of scaring the shit out of yourself, um, I am a huge fan uh, I know it's had a lot of bad press over the years, but I'm a huge fan of the Blair Witch Project. I think the fact it was the first sort of found footage film with the handheld camera, obviously it's been done thousands of times since, but it was sort of the first successful one of that genre. And like with the haunting and being scared of houses making noises, there's nothing more scary than walking through a wood at night. And therefore <laughs> Blair Witch, focuses on all those things we're scared of and ramps it right up to 10. Um, I just, it scares the heebie-jeebies out of me, this film. Um, and I do like it. And I, yeah, I, if I, if I want to get scared, I put this one on. It scares me every time. Obviously the first time you watch it, it is the scariest as with everything. Um, and especially the, uh, the sort of ending um, is fantastic. But um, so it does dilute each time you watch it, but it's still a great film. And again, if you haven't seen this, and you want to be scared out of your mind, then watch The Blair Witch Project. Yep. Scariest part of the film, never give the woman the map when you're trying to get out of somewhere. Um, <laughs> no. um, That's what I took away from the film. But Thank it, you for all, that piece of misogynistic wisdom there. All, all joking aside, but I was in the middle of getting divorced. Strange that that could happen to me. <laughs> um, I was staying with some friends. And this was when the DVD was coming out. So on the DVD, there's a documentary, a pseudo documentary about before you go into the film. Well, the couple I was staying with, she had never seen it. She'd never heard of it. So we thought we'd play the documentary first before playing the film. So we did that and then we played the film. So to her, and I won't name her because she'll kill me, um, <laughs> to her... It was real. It was the found footage they were they were trying to be. And it but at one point towards the end of the film, the chap, again will also remain nameless, made the comment, This must have been really cheap to make. Mm. To which she said, Well of course it was cheap. All they had to do well, they found all the film that they'd left, I thought. <laughs> I thought he was gonna give the game away. Her heart was pounding at mm. the end. 
she was convinced it was real. Real. Oh, yeah. Um, and the other thing and, is, I don't know if you guys remember, but that this was the first time the sort of internet was used. Yes. As yes. to build up. And I remember seeing the sort of the, the clips and they did, they, they were making out it was actual found footage. Yeah. All the posts on the internet were like, you know, interviewing the police saying, oh, we found this and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it was, yeah. And it did really build up and ramp up the whole thing. It was fantastic. And and the making of it's incredible because they cut down their food rations as they were going through on this thing. They were playing tricks on them in the night. You know, when they're banging on the tent, they did not know that that was part of the film. They had no <laughs> idea what was happening. So they, their fear and certain scenes is real. Oh, Have it, you that, seen it, Graham? No! That, <laughs> that's also that true. Just... Of, I don't know if you knew, Jeff, but that's also true of the haunting there were a couple of moments in that that he didn't tell the actors what was going to happen. I he didn't wanted know that. To, yeah, because he wanted to get the real shock on their face. Um, oh, so, yeah. yeah, no, I didn't know that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, no, you're going to have to watch The Blair Witch, Graham. <laughs> no, no, look, look, I'm taking it off my list. <laughs> and uh, so uh, my third one, I, I struggled because it is very similar to both the previous ones in some ways um it's set it's all set in a house again and it is a similar found footage one but i do absolutely love um the first paranormal activity um only the first one i don't really enjoy the others but that first one i absolutely loved i thought that it was very clever how you know they'd go to bed and you'd watch them and then you'd see things and you'd be thinking did i just see that or is it just my imagination and you you know it's sort of very cleverly done so you're sort of I watched in the cinema and you're sort of looking around at the other people in the audience thinking, was that just me or, or did, <laughs> oh, did that no. curtain move or whatever? And it's just, it, and again, it's noises in the attics. It's all the things we're scared of. And um, yeah, absolutely loved being scared out of my mind. So, yeah. What's clever about that compared to the others as the others lose it completely is there's no mythology. This is what we say happens. And I know they reshot the ending. That wasn't the original ending. Um, but there's no mythology, there's no explanation for what's gone on. Then in all the other films, they tried to build this up and it falls apart. Um, but whereas in that film, and you're right, I mean, I came home from the cinema after watching it and going to sleep that evening, it's slightly unnerving. You think what happens around the house when you're asleep? Because all those little things, like the you know the blanket slowly being pulled off her, or doors creaking open slightly. You'd love it, Graham. <laughs> no, thank you. No, no. I always remember as well, because I think Paranormal Activity was around the time where I started going to cinema on my own. I think prior to that, when I was younger, I always went with someone. And I remember going to see us on my own. And the walk back from, you know, the cinema in Cheltenham to the car park, which was quite a way, um, <laughs> was one of the scariest walks <laughs> I've ever had to make. Yeah. Even though it's well lit and everything, it's like every noise and every shadow that you know, everything that goes, someone walks past in your peripheral vision, and you're like, well, "What was that?" And it's just like, "Yeah, it's fantastic." But that's what it should be. You should be, you know, in my eyes, if you're watching scary horror films, it should play on your mind. It, you should sleep badly that night. That's that means it's worked. Did you sleep badly that night? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Graham, you're going to have to watch one of these. So, so far, you've struck three no, for three. No. I mean, the the thing about paranormal activity is it's such a great concept, you know. 
what happens when you're asleep you know everybody wonders that and then if you see stuff happening it's just going to play on your mind no thank you i'll probably go back to the haunting (laughs) (laughs) so the penultimate one um is an interesting one because it's whereas the other three are sort of things that more realistic i suppose you could argue and and play on your mind in this sort of things that what goes bump in the night or in the middle of a forest or whatever but i am still i think i was terrified by this film because of the of the concept and the fear of could it actually happen was the original japanese version of the ring um i just this whole this whole thing about if you watch this videotape you'll end up you know just just terrified me and you you're almost to the point where you're thinking am I going to stop watching this because I don't want it to happen to me um and of course everyone knows that really creepy scene um when she climbs out of the telly and it is it is shot so well and it is so you are you hold your breath for so long and it seems to take forever to finish you just you don't want to be there it's almost like you want to close your eyes and it go away but it's not you're in the middle of this film um and it's just fantastic and the tension is is amazing. I've seen that. That is, I have actually seen that clip. And that little clip convinced me that I don't want to see any more of that film. Thank <laughs> you very much. <laughs> this may surprise you, Dick, but I've not seen that version. I saw the non-subtitled American version. Oh, okay. How, how does that surprised? compare? I thought it was okay. I thought oh, for people good. who can't read, um, <laughs> I, like yourself, Jeff, I thought, um, I thought it was a... It was an adequate, unlike the remake of The Haunting, which you should be every copy should be burnt. Absolutely, um, I think actually it was it was a reasonable, it was slightly watered down. Um, whether that's the censors or not, because it was a American made film, but I think it got the gist. It did get most of the concepts the same, and it is the the, the remake was still pretty scary. A tape, a regular tape. People run it. I don't know. You start to play it, and it's like somebody's nightmare. Then suddenly, this woman comes on, smiling at you, right? Seeing you through the screen. And as soon as it's over, your phone rings. Someone knows you've watched it. And what they say is, you will die in seven days. Yeah, and it didn't pull its punches at the end either. No. So if you can't read, then yeah, the reading. Yeah, that's okay. fine. And and you know, for you, Graham, it'll be it'll be fine. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I'm not convinced, Jeff. I'm not convinced. So my last one is a bit lighter. So maybe Graham has seen or will watch this one. Um, so I like oh, story and, too. No? <laughs> no. In 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 every single one of my rooms, I have a slightly uh, lighter one because I think there will be visitors to the house that maybe don't want to be completely scared. And Brilliant. want to be entertained. So I've picked one of my all-time favourite, what I call horror comedies, um, is Evil Dead 2. I thought this oh, yeah, right. absolutely was brilliant. I think um, Bruce Campbell as Ash is just fantastic. And just everything from beginning to end, I absolutely loved about this. The, the silliness and the... I mean, it's still scary in parts, but it, it's just the whole thing is just... It's, you know, typical Sam Raimi, it's camera's moving a lot all the time and you're swept away on the whole thing but it's just great fun absolute great fun so i don't know if you've seen that one Graham, i've but seen that, that one, one. yeah oh, there I you go seen that one. so i i have tried to that include one for for slightly weaker souls yeah uh, have you seen evil dead rise 
not yet. I've noticed it's on streaming now, so it's on I Netflix, may, yeah. yeah. So I they, may, when my wife is uh, out for the night, I may stick it on and scare myself because I'll be on my own. <laughs> uh, it's quite scary, I'll be honest. Um, there's a lovely reference to Evil Dead Two, the bit in Evil Dead Two where the eyeball goes into the mouth. Mm. Ah, okay. yeah, that's in there. But yeah, the the humour in two is is brilliant as he's chopping his arm, chainsaw in his arm off. Who's laughing now? Um, (laughs) And puts it under a a pile of books with the top one being Hemingway's A Farewell to Arms. Yes. It's absolutely brilliant. It's excellent. Yeah, great, great fun. Well, that's a fantastic lineup. I'd watch all of them. I might substitute an American version for one of them, but yeah, yeah, you know, that's pretty good. Wow, well, that's a, a cracking start. So, we finish with this section. Let's wander into the next one. I am Dracula. And I bid you welcome, Mr. Harcourt, to my house. Hang on. Didn't we meet you earlier and you look different then? Uh, oh, never mind. Okay, Dex. We're in the next section. Where are we this time? Now we're in the TV section. I struggled in some ways in this because a lot of the TV, because what I wanted to do is, um, obviously, for listeners of this show, I wanted them to have the ability to easily watch any of these recommendations, especially from the TV section. And some of the older stuff, I wasn't sure if it was available. So I tended to stay with more recent stuff that I know the listeners can easily find on various streaming services. This won't surprise you, but the first thing you're going to watch based on the same book, is The Haunting of Hill House. Uh, I Again, I just think I love the whole concept. Um, obviously, Mike Flanagan and the, and the writer have done a different version here, whereas instead of people visiting the house as such, it's a family made up of siblings uh, with obviously various different issues. But I think this is still one of the best horror TV series available at the moment on streaming. Mike Flanagan, obviously, since then has gone on to do reasonably good things as well. But I still think this is top of his list. I think the the 10 episodes, which are available on Netflix, by the way, for any listeners, the 10 episodes are, are very tight. There's no padding in there. Uh, I think the, the, the acting is good. The editing is absolutely spot on. And I think it's it is damn scary. It is really scary. And it also has a nod to the film in it it also has a spiral staircase so you know oh, i like that fact that, that, that there was a right. you know there was a tie-in but um yeah i absolutely love this and i would i would just watch it over and over again if i could i just yeah so i haven't seen it it's on my list to watch and i love flanagan's work so it, i really must try and see it this year i was gonna watch fall of the house of usher but I'm starting to become in two minds. I might go back and just watch this one. If you haven't seen it, Jeff, you should, as a horror fan, this and, is And a fan of that there. book and, and yeah. film, yeah. I know there's more characters, but does it keep to the basic plot of The Haunting? It sort of does, where you're thinking, are people, you know, the whole concept of, uh, is, are people just mad? Is it just in their head? Is something actually going on here? It's, it, it still plays to those things. Okay. And uh, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want any spoilers, but there is a similar similar-ish ending i think you just need to watch it. i think it's so okay. well made i think right, it is so it well made i'm uh, changing now i'm going to go from uh fall of the house of usher to this and i think the other thing it does really well which is very difficult and i know a lot of films and tvs are falling out i actually think the child actors are good 
because I right, think right. that's that's the problem a lot of time yeah. is that you can yeah. if you if the child actors sort of mess it up a bit that you you don't buy into it. But I think they were also very good. So yeah, I want to promote Flanagan as much as possible because he's really invested now in bringing the Dark Tower to um, to viewers. So the right director, I think, for that material. Um, I know I'm wasting my breath asking this. Graham, have you seen this TV series? No, why Why would I want to be scared for 10 hours based on a, a film that's going to scare me for two hours? Thanks a bunch. Yeah, to be fair, I think if you had to have a gun pointed at your head, you'd be better to watch the Robert Wise original <laughs> film and then at least you'll only be scared for a shorter period of time. Yeah. And it is 1963, so how scary can it be? Yeah, oh. give it a go then, Graham. Yeah, give it a go, yeah. It's just black and white. It's black and white, yeah. Graham. It's easy. It's just a, it's a oh, period no. piece. It's yeah, a period yeah. piece. You'll be fine. Costume yeah. drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and just think about all the actors you're looking at. They're all dead now as well. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. They can come back and haunt your dreams. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. The daftest thing anybody's going to say on this show tonight. But <laughs> carry on. Number two. Um, so this is a, an unusual one. This is probably one that's under most people's radar, but it just hit a note with me and I was scared a lot by it. Um, unfortunately, you need the ability to read because it's a French series, but it's called Marianne. It's available on Netflix. Um, it's only eight episodes. Basically, it's a, a writer, a sort of horror writer that returns to where she was brought up. It's sort of like her dreams start to, or the evil spirit in her dreams sort of haunt her, but actually start to creep into reality and again much with a as you notice the theme in some of my choices it's one of those ones where you think is she just going mad or is this actually happening and obviously a lot of people are you know saying to us that she knows needs to see a doctor and needs to be on medication and stuff but then you're thinking actually and the things she sees are very creepy and very well filmed um, playing on all your uh, normal fears it's only there was only one series they didn't which i'm quite pleased about because i think sometimes they they make subsequent series and ruin things but if you haven't seen this i think you have to like foreign language programs to be honest i think if you want to see sort of a bit of an independent scary horror series then marianne is the one for you i've got to be honest until you mentioned this i've never even heard of it um and i just quickly checked up on it and they said, if you're a fan of Stephen King, you're going to like this. Is that oh. correct? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think so. It plays on a lot of the, of his themes. So, yeah. As, and as, I think instead of father, though, it's it's more mother. But, yeah, it uh, plays a lot on the mother-daughter okay. relationship. Right. I'm going to try and get over my phobia of seeing words on screen and possibly give this a go. Well, you never know. Because it's Netflix, they may have a dubbed version. I have Good call, Dick. Good call. You may be all right. You may yes. not have to struggle with words, Jeff. It's okay. Yes, you old word dodger. <laughs> um, so from that, the third one is quite a recent one. Um, and it, I've mentioned it on carry on streaming before and i've still got a real soft spot for this and i still recommend it to people all the time i really loved the bbc series red rose i think what i liked about it was it's scary but but less in a in a jump scare evil spirits but scary in a this could actually happen 
more scary reality. So Red Rose is basically it's a group of teenagers and again, well cast, well acted, because again, that's always risky with a group of teenage actors. As with all teenagers, their phones are part of their it's like another limb, isn't it, that permanently attached. And this is based around an app that um they it asks you to download it and then once you download the app onto your phone, things start to go a bit I won't give it away, but go a bit strange. And it isn't based in supernatural. It's based in this could actually happen. So, you know, you could quite easily inadvertently download an app, you know, the same as you could download a virus and then things start to happen. And again, because teenagers are very precious about their image on social media and, and, you know, with their friends that it's very easy to, to someone who got nasty intent to affect your life based on what's posted on on your phone and this is what it plays into it it plays into this whole thing if someone had control over your social media sort of thing they could easily destroy and you know make your life hell and that's what i love about this it is so could be true you know could happen today and and it is terrifying really how easy something like this you know someone with evil intent could destroy your life and 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 that's that whole concept just terrified me and i thought it was again i thought it was a really tight series no no waffle really well done and some some good shocking moments in there as well to really spice it up but it's less it's probably one that graham probably could watch because it's not scary scary it's not gory scary it's not evil spirit scary but actually it's one of those ones you just go oh wow gosh yeah (laughs) you know i'm quite pleased i'm not a teenager nowadays um so yeah that's um yeah so that plays into the whole worry at the minute about cyber stalking and cyber yeah yeah and it, all of that it's all into that and the beauty about this is as well for our listeners it is available on netflix but it's also available for free on iplayer so if you're not a netflix subscriber you mm. can still get it on the bbc iplayer so when you started talking about it my mind immediately went to rose red an old stephen king series from about 20 odd years ago Oh, right. I wonder if that's what they got the name from. They could have done. They could yeah, have maybe reversed it around. It around. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, yeah, no, I'll check that out. It's um again yeah. another one I'd never heard of. Only because I was thinking of the Stephen King show. Right. Um, finally I'm a I am a big fan of uh zombie films and T V as well. Um obviously I put Evil Dead Two in my first room. I wanted to get a zombie one into my T V section as well. Now, the obvious one that I did enjoy, but I only actually watched four series because uh, it left Channel 4 and went to uh, Sky. And also I was getting a bit, a little bit bored after series four was Walking Dead. But this isn't my choice. So I'm just saying, I'm just putting it out there that Walking Dead is a good series, but there's 11 seasons of it. And it's available on Disney Plus or Prime, but it is hard work and there's a lot to get through. And and if you haven't watched any of it... They're now doing spin-off series. Yeah, they're now doing spin-off. So, <laughs> so I'm not going to pick that. What I'm going to pick instead is the Netflix series Black Summer. Now, mainly because the first, there's two seasons, but I would almost say maybe don't bother watching the second season. But I thought the first season, in terms of a a, a zombie uh, TV series, was so tense, ramped up to eleven. You were you were I was gripping the sofa through every episode. It was filmed in such a way that was just so realistic. You didn't have, you know, your zombies 
they weren't as fast as they um, and they weren't as slow as they have been ever. They were more as you'd imagine them to be. So not extremely slow, not sprinting, but they still are, you know, at the end of the day, they're still humans. They're just dead humans, if you sort what I mean. <laughs> so they tended to, you know, they could catch you up and they could surround you. Was there anywhere that's safe? It's just that whole, and it's the way that society tries to, as with all zombie films, how they try to deal with them as well. And I just thought it was really well done. And I and as as a initial series, I mean, the first episode is absolutely fantastic. Even the first ten minutes is fantastic. But that just sets the scene, and it doesn't slow down. It doesn't. It doesn't have a quiet bit. It doesn't have a bit where you can relax. It's almost like it's constantly keep ramping up the tension and keeping you involved and I, I and again i have got a soft spot for zombie things so i struggle to choose one but i think a it's still available it is quite recent so it's 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 modern it's well made but i just think from the tension it, it is right up there so okay i knew the films i didn't know many of these series that you were going through mm. uh, this one i'd certainly watch what were the five titles again for people and mainly for myself? <laughs> well, we've only, we've only done four so far. Oh, sorry. Right. So, so far we've done The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. We've done Marianne, the French one. We've done Red Rose and we've done Black Summer. Finally, oh, as I did with the films, I'm going to give something slightly lighthearted that Graham's probably seen, but if not, he can watch, is the very funny What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, yes. So this is a fantastic little TV series about a group of vampires living on Staten Island. Um, there are three seasons available still on iPlayer. Uh, the fourth is available on Disney+. Plus. Um, one of the reasons I have got such a soft spot for this is I do have a thing where I do love most things that Matt Berry is in. Um, I, I can't think of things that I haven't liked that he's in. Um, and... I love his character, Laszlo, in, in What We Do in the Shadows. I just think it's one of the best characters. Now, the fact I love Matt Berry meant I had a toss-up between picking this and Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, which, again, I've got a soft spot for, which is a, a an older series that um, is still available on all four. But, again, Matt Berry's in that. And I just think, and if you don't know Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, it's almost like a, a, a piss take of 80s naff naff made tv horror with oh, really wow. bad sets and an awful sound effect and it's just it but it's yeah it's really good so i've sort of got them both in there as a double header but because they're both joined by matt berry but i think what we do in the shadows is it's just hilarious it had me rolling around in stitches in laughter and it yeah it's fantastic i don't know what else i can say about it really is it a follow-on from the film yes it is yeah but you don't need to have seen the film to have watched the TV series. The film's almost like a pilot, I suppose you could argue. Yes, yeah. 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 Okay. Well, yeah. I'm a bit lighter to, to finish on yeah, again. I have seen yeah. that. It's very funny. Very. You've funny. seen it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I loved the film. I thought the film was hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Okay. But I haven't, I've only watched the first season, so I'm still... Fair enough. So okay. So round to the rest. Let's go into the final section. I am Count Dracula. Will you come in? Okay, thank you. But how do you keep getting ahead of us? Oh, never mind. 
Okay, Dick, where are we for the last one? We're in the music room. So it's all soundproofed. You can listen to the music as loud as you want without disturbing the neighbours. Brilliant. Well, I say brilliant as long as there's no rap. But yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Grumpy old man. So this is probably the one I struggled with the most because I don't, other than creepy music that you get, you know, soundtracks to films, I couldn't think, and I didn't want to just pick movie soundtracks because they sort of go with the film I always think Mm. Um, so I tried to pick things that sort of either visually because of the the video that accompanies the music or the sort of persona of the of the band or whatever but I tried to pick sort of ones that I thought of a theme I'm probably best just to give you the list and you can you can hopefully work it out for yourselves this is the area Graham's going to spend most of the night in (laughs) <laughs> I'm intrigued, yeah, because it's quite it's quite a hard thing to do. Yeah, I had to think is. about this, and I was thinking, oh, okay. So, okay, so first of all, I'm going to pick one that is much like a film remake, I suppose. It's a cover version. Now, I am a quite a big Depeche Mode fan, and I do like Personal Jesus, but actually I was really impressed with what Marilyn Manson did with the cover of Personal Jesus. I think it's not often that you think someone can actually add something to an original. And I think, even though I'm not a fan of Marilyn Manson, I think his version of Personal Jesus and absolutely the video that accompanies it, I almost think you've got to watch it or listen to it on YouTube to get the full experience. I think the 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 style and the and the sort of gothic way the video shot, you know, obviously. Marilyn Manson's that's that's his whole image but I just think the video sort of is so cool and just finishes off the track and I'm almost to the point now that I in some ways even though it, it seems bad me saying this because I do like Depeche Mode a lot I do really enjoy listening to his version of Personal Jesus so I think that's the first one for me it was a difficult one to pick but I sort of picked it more based on the video probably than the music so but definitely worth checking it out on okay. YouTube I'll give that a listen. Now, the next one, most of you probably won't have heard of, but there's a band, unfortunately, then they've, they've split up now, unfortunately, no longer around, and I only managed to see them live once, but um, they're called the Chromatics, and I've got oh. everything they own, but um, they're basically their image as a band is almost like based on Italian horror. Um, mm. A lot of their uh, album covers and the uh, the artistry that goes you know, on the inner sleeves and stuff is all based on Italian horror. And um, I picked the track Twist the Knife um, because of the theme, um, it being horror, but also I think it is one of their better tracks. So I've picked Twist the Knife by The Chromatics. If you haven't heard anything by The Chromatics, I'd recommend you check them out. It might not be everyone's taste, but I think they're hugely underrated as a band. Okay. When you say like Italian horror, like the Mario Brava 60s type horror? Yeah, yeah, that, that sort of thing. Okay. So, yeah, not not heard of the band, but I know I know the artwork of which you speak. My third choice is, as you can tell, I'm obviously I watch a lot of TV. My third choice is the track "Falling" by Julie Cruz. That was was yeah. the instrumental was used in Twin Peaks, but I mm. I like her version of that track. I think is it's just glorious. I think it's a really I don't know what the, what the phrase is. It's just sort of beautiful and spooky at the same time it's just sort of you know i can see why they chose it for twin peaks i think it works really well with that but it works as a track on its own and actually it's a very good album that she released that that track appears on um 
but that is definitely the highlight and it's obviously why um, she broke through on the music scene after that. It's the first one I can honestly say I've heard. Um, yeah, it's, but it fitted the show perfectly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it is good standalone. How yeah. many years ago was Twin Peaks? Because it's, it's still uh, we still talk about it. It's nineties, isn't it? No, it was eighties. Was it late eighties? Was it? Yeah, it's about twenty-five years ago now. Yeah, because we were absolutely. Obsessed, um, obsessed, yeah, <laughs> yeah, obsessed we were. by it. Yeah, it was yeah. so good. And, well, uh, it was groundbreaking, wasn't it? It was yeah. completely different. Oh no, nineteen ninety. I watched the reboot they did a couple of years ago, which was equally strange. But Lynch never wanted to tell you who the killer was. No, he wanted it just to go on and on and on. And I think because audiences were getting fed up, because there's only so far you can push people, mm. um, they made him come up with a killer. Yeah, yeah, but I must admit, Twin Peaks Fire Walk with me, the movie was awful. I really didn't like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, stick with the TV series. The series is good. Yeah, yeah, and the music by uh, Angelo uh, Badalamenti is really good. Yeah, very, very eerie, and yeah, he worked a lot with David Lynch, and it shows. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, no, good stuff. Uh, so my penultimate track. Um does come from a movie but i still class it as being a very good track on its own um is cry little sister that comes from the lost boys Um, i've got a soft spot for the lost boys the movie but this this track cry little sister is absolutely amazing and you you if you're listening to it in the car you can't help but shout along to it and you know punch your fist and everything um the original by Gerard McMahon is obviously the one everyone remembers, but even the cover versions by bands like Churches and, and and surprisingly again, Marilyn Manson, again, both really good cover versions. I think it's such a good track that you can't really mess it up. Um, so again, you could listen to either, any of those versions and I, I still think you'd thoroughly enjoy listening to Cry Little Sister. So Gerard McMahon is an English uh, singer-songwriter though. Yeah. I didn't know that. Great track. But then the whole album's good on that as well. Yeah, 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 it is. And and finally, like I have done, I finish with a slightly lighter one to finish on. Um, And I picked this mainly because of the title. It's um, Skeletons by uh, the up-and-coming new band Easy Life. Um, I've seen Easy Easy Life a few times, mainly because um, it's one of my son's favourite bands. Um, uh, they're great live they're great entertainment and Skeletons is one of those tracks it's one of their biggest singles and it's the one where basically the crowd just bounces you can't help but bounce and jump around it's it's the one where if the if the if the gig's falling a bit flat and they play that suddenly the energy in the room just picks up again Uh, it's a it's a very sing-along jump up and down track Um, and again the title Skeleton so I I had to choose it (laughs) but uh, a bit more upbeat uh, and if you haven't heard anything by Easy Life give them a listen Um, but uh, especially at the moment because they've just been sued by EasyJet which I think is out of order because they picked their band's name uh, 2015 I think it was when they started out um they probably foolishly didn't patent it or whatever it is copyright it 
And then in 2022, EasyJet decided to submit patenting for the name Easy Life and are now suing them for using it, even though they'd used it for seven years before that. Surely um, that get thrown that's out. That's prior work, isn't it? I don't know. Hopefully. But uh, yeah. Mm. So, but uh, yeah, so give them a listen and support them in any way you can. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you substituted that for Ghostbusters now. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Project. Thank you. That's uh, a great way to spend an evening. In fact, that's if you want for Halloween weekend, there's your whole thing lined up for you. Everything there. I know Graham is going to go through all five of those films. <laughs> Do you think yeah, it would think, finish him I off? Think yeah. I, think I think you were right earlier when you said this is the room I'll be staying in. I'll stay in the yeah. music room if you don't mind. No. I, think if he, I think if he watched four of those five anyway, we'd find him in the corner rocking. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's you know all I say is it's been a pleasure spending Halloween with you, and Graham will recover eventually. <laughs> right, I think it's time to go. And now that's over. Don't forget, at Christmas we will be back to carry on streaming. And trust me, it'll be here sooner than you think. In the meantime, watch out for that low flying bat. Compliments of the season to you both. I'm off. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Bye.